0: In the mid-1990s, there was established in South Africa what was called the Truth Commission. And the intent of this Truth Commission was to bring together those who had been victimized by the violence that raged through South Africa in those days along with the perpetrators of that violence and to try to come to a state of reconciliation as well as providing some form of recompense to those who had been violated and victimized by various militia forces. One of the members of that truth commission was a priest from Catholic Theological Union, Father Bob Schreider, and he told this story. About one day in the court of the commission, a number of men who were part of these violent militias and who had brought tremendous pain and murder into some of the areas of South Africa, were in the court. And at the same time, there were a number of those who had been victimized by these men. And in the court, there was a particular man of the militia, and there was a woman there who had watched as her husband had been murdered on the front steps of their house. And when her son ran out to do something about it, he too was murdered. And so the chair of the court, the judge of the commission, spoke to the woman and asked her what her story was, and she told her story. And he said to her, is that person here in this courtroom? And she said, yes, he is. He's standing right there. And he said to her, what do you want by way of recompense from this court? And she said, I do not want anything from this court. And he said to her, what do you suggest we do to this person? And she said, that is not up to me. But what I want of him is that he will come to my house once a month and I will prepare him dinner. I want him to know that there is love greater than his hate. And Father Schreider said, the man collapsed on the floor and started to sob. The teachings in today's Gospel cause one commentator to say, these are the hard teachings of Jesus' message and might very well have thinned out the crowd that was listening to him on that day. Christian forgiveness, unconditional love of others, no-strings-attached charity, are shaped by a logic that is quite different than the usual, the expected the popular norm for survival. Not to mention the ridiculous idea that one should turn the other cheek when one is attacked. As John Chay says, it sounds like Jesus skipped Playground 101. <laughs> of course, there are factors know that relate to every situation, but we tread carefully when confronted with Jesus' teachings so as not to go around them or explain them away with comments like, well, my situation is different, or, you know, that's just not very practical in this day and age or some other justification for not hearing what Jesus is saying. Love your enemies, turn the other cheek, give to anyone who asks, expect nothing in return, don't judge, forgive, be generous, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who mistreat you. This is the logic of what Paul would say from the new Adam, the new Eve. Using that distinction that Paul gives us today, that having been made in the image of the first Adam and Eve, we are called to the image of the new Adam and the new Eve, the heavenly one, the spiritual one. It is the logic that is prefigured in the action of David to be merciful to Saul. This is the heart of the Gospel. But it's not just found in today's text. We find that that kind of um, reversal, if you like, in Matthew when Jesus says, if you lose your life, you will find it. Or when Jesus says in John's Gospel, only the grain that dies bears fruit. When we accept this logic of the Gospel, we receive, Jesus says, abundant gifts, like a great measure packed and shaken and overflowing into the lap of our life. These are the gifts, Jesus says, that come back to us. Gifts like peace and integrity and freedom and mercy. Like the woman in the story of the Truth Commission, as she reached out to the perpetrator who brought such pain and, and evil and suffering into her life. She wouldn't let that be the logic of her future. Such gifts replace the pain of grudges, the sin of revenge, and the simmering wound of being wrong in our righteousness, or righteous in our wrong. Dare we believe in this kind of spiritual logic Dare we love the difficult people in our lives? Dare we forgive family members, neighbors, politicians, once trusted clergy for bad choices, for abuse, for suffering? Dare we open ourselves to the strangers at our borders? Dare we try to understand those who are different in their politics, their lifestyle, their culture, and their faith. It's a lot to ask. We are not saints yet. But the call of the gospel is unrelenting. And when we fail, as we sometimes do, the cry of the psalmist is our source of comfort and our reason to be courageous the next time. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in goodness.